Hey guys, welcome back to Just Friends, the podcast where I, your host, Mitchell Embry, have meaningful conversations with my friends, and then I share those conversations with you, my friends. This week I'm joined by our good friend, Mr. David Vandelberg, or Van Tilberg, depending on when you met him. A self-professed jack-of-all-trades, David and I talk a lot in this conversation about all of his different projects, including being the owner and operator of the most quoted website URL on this specific podcast, GetToTheVan.com. I love talking to Dave. I have a whole lot of fun when I'm around him, and I hope that that's obvious in this podcast. This conversation is special. It turned out to be a two-parter, so prepare yourself for part one of my conversation with our friend, Mr. David Van Tilburg. I like uh, I like audacity. Is it recording? It doesn't look like yeah, it. Yeah, we're good. Is it? You sure? Oh yeah, we're recording. You're. It's fun talking to you. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm more excited to talk to you than maybe I have been about anybody else because you're you're on par with Chad and TJ for how long I've yeah, known you. Because sixth I've, grade, I sixth grade, yeah, for sure. But we didn't really hang out a ton in middle school. That mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. But you were there. I remember you being there. I talked with TJ about the whole Surgeons and Generals fiasco. Oh, yeah. And you were definitely a big-time member of that. You were part of instigating that, weren't you, a little bit? I think at the beginning, and then it got (laughs) really big. (laughs) And then, like, I didn't have any control over it or I want to be a part of it anymore. Right. I remember it coming to a point to where people were legitimately getting hurt in the bathrooms. Did you talk about that, like, the... The basis behind it? Uh, we talked about the basis behind it. What we didn't talk about was how how it came to a head that one day in the bathroom when both advanced classes ended up in the bathroom at the same time and there was a legitimate brawl. Yeah. And that's what's funny is, <laughs> that's what's funny is it's just a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Because they're all advanced program yeah. kids in middle school. Yeah. So we weren't even cool. <laughs> and oh, we're gosh. all just, because it, it started off with TJ and Keith Hines. Because nice. it started off with who would be more important in a war, a surgeon or a general. And I can't remember what side I was on. I was on TJ's side. Yeah. What was he? He was a general. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I was. No, no, wait, wait. Well, I thought it was who was more important in a war. And it was like, what it was, it was a general more important because like they'll be able to command the troops. Okay. Would a surgeon be more important because he'd be able to heal the troops? See, you know what? Nobody can even tell me now what the actual fucking argument was even about. I don't about. think it's even, I think it doesn't even matter because <laughs> it turned in. And I remember just like it's slowly becoming bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger. Yeah. And it was like, it was like you would occasionally like walking through the halls. You would talk about it when the classes would pass each other at lunchroom. Happened even then, like when the classes would just kind of just meet randomly places. It would like just kind of play fight. Yeah. But then that one day in the bathroom, wherever I just I just remember TJ climbing over the divider <laughs> trying to get away. <laughs> but yeah, that's what happened. And then I remember. They're getting really crazy in the bathroom, and then we went back to Miss Curry's class. I don't know if you were in there. I was in there with Keith. Yeah, I was in there. Miss Curry, she yeah. was a Spanish teacher. Yeah, and I remember I was just sitting there, and Miss Ice came in because she found out about it. She was dealing with it because I think somebody actually got hurt, and she just started yelling at everybody, and I remember just laughing or not being able to keep a straight face because we were getting yelled at about surgeons versus generals yeah. and how big it's become, and I remember just being like, 
You think it's funny, Van Tilburg? <laughs> <laughs> and it suddenly became my fault that all this happened. I actually remember that a little bit. Yeah. I remember, but because that I think is why I mentioned that I thought you kind of were part of instigating it. Because I remember there being a point where it looked like you and TJ were going to get into quite a bit of trouble. Yeah. And then Kevin Eldridge came in and just saved the day with his little like fake saint. tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, Kevin Eldridge. Oh, yeah, Kevin Eldridge is the bomb. Yeah. Kevin is uh, probably listening to this podcast right now, yeah. so shout out to Kevin. Yeah, what's up, Kevin? Um, so that was probably the biggest event from middle school, the most memorable event for me from middle school. Yeah. Is there one that stands out for, me, for you, anything particular that stands out in your mind about middle school that was unique or that was fun? What was it? Um trying to think what i remember that one time this is kind of making fun of you okay great perfect make yeah, fun of me as much as yeah you. uh Brittany nally that time we got uh, yeah. you all to ask her out yeah i talked uh i talked to tj about that i would yeah. love to hear your perspective on that uh because this is my perspective on it i'd had a crush on Brittany nally forever and i mean let's be honest i was just a child who was just suddenly interested in girls and she was the girl with the highest amount of status because she was definitely one of the more popular yeah. and she was very pretty. Yeah. And so I just kind of had a crush on her. And I, I think, I don't know, maybe I was just a little bit dumb. Maybe I had higher uh, a higher opinion of myself than other people did. But for some reason I thought, man, if I could just get her to know me, she would love me for <laughs> sure. Yeah. I just need a chance for her to get to know me. Yeah. Cause um, really at that point she probably didn't know you. No, not at all. Not at all. Not to like, not that you were so unpopular, just I feel like in middle school, like I was pretty quiet. Yeah. I was really quiet. And I was nerdy and all that stuff's fine. I've accepted that. It's perfectly okay. Yeah. But the the story that I told to TJ was everybody kind of was encouraging me to just tell her that I liked her. And my plan was I was gonna ask her to see a movie with me. Dumb plan. Well, kick here. I'll show you, I'll show you from my perspective. I would love to hear okay. your perspective so on it. So I remember Everyone knew it was going to happen. She might have even known it was going to well, happen. Well, I'd told, I'd, I'd made it clear yeah. that what my intentions were. So what were. you had pictured was that you would just meet her in the hallways yes. and you'd be able to ask her. Well, in reality, what happened was everybody knew it was happening, so everybody stopped. And then you still asked her in the hallway and everybody just watched. Well, I, for, well, TJ, his perspective on it was that everybody who was encouraging me to do this was just really looking forward to watching the the fiasco, like just like watching me crash and burn. So they were not encouraging me from a place of. Yeah. It's also probably like jealousy in a way too. Really? Because you? Because so? I think like also like I feel like everybody kind of like wanted to be able to do that same thing too, mm -hmm. or at least a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so getting you to do it was also like a way to justify for them not doing it gotcha yeah watching me fail at it miserably was like a glad i didn't do that uh, i i can't remember if this is actually what happened or it's like what i want to picture of happened you like just said it before she even really responded you were like already leaving yeah i was just i just yeah, didn't i just yeah. couldn't i did what i had planned on doing at that point pretty much knew what the answer was yeah, gonna be yeah so i was just like but i mean that wasn't a time where like the the most or the easiest way to communicate was over like AOL instant messaging. That's what a lot of people did. But gosh, it, it has to suck being a girl and getting all this undesirable attention from like dudes that you don't want to have anything to do with. 
But there's one other event from middle school that sticks out very highly to me. Um, do you remember that young girl, Lizzie? Yeah. Do you remember? She got beat up. She got beat up. Not just beat up. It was violent. It was traumatic for me a little bit. The noises. Didn't they like smash her head into like the locker? Yeah. Or use the locker door to. I witnessed the very beginning of it. I'm not going to put any names out there because I ain't trying to put any bad vibes or bad karma out there. But there was a young lady who was not treating Lizzie with very much respect and who was kind of like putting stuff in her hair. And Lizzie, the young lady who got beat up, told about this incident, but she told on the wrong girl. She told on the girl who beat her up. The girl that beat her up was not involved at all. I had knowledge of this. I feel bad. I'm putting this out into the universe so that the truth can be known about the situation. The young lady involved with actually assaulting Lizzie did not actually start this issue, but she got she got disciplined for it. Yeah. And so as retribution, she put a beat down on that young lady like I've never seen before in my life. It was traumatic. I never saw it, but I heard about it. She was screaming very loudly. Her hair was getting pulled out. There was blood. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I actually talked to Lizzie a lot. You did? In, yeah, because she's in like my... I forgot what classes... I had a couple classes with her. Yeah. I always felt bad for her. It was sad. She just... Not everybody starts in the same place. Yeah. And where she was starting from was a challenging place to start from. And she just didn't know how to handle it. And at the same time, a lot of the middle schoolers didn't know how to handle her. That's the thing. Like, I think like middle school and high school, well, especially middle school, you're just becoming like your own person. And so I think then more than any other time, people are so critical of other people for being different. And it's really not until you get out of high school that it's like, wait, because you don't have to talk to, like somebody doesn't like you, you don't like somebody, you, have, you never have to talk to them. But yeah. Uh, what other, uh, I remember you ended up getting the the kiss from Brittany and Allie, because I forget, I forget what we were doing, but we we're out on the football field or the baseball field. We we're playing kickball. We we're playing kickball. That's what we were doing. And everybody brought it up. Yep. And yeah. this was in eighth grade at the very end of eighth grade year. And uh, we're sitting in the dugout. And I think people were kind of ragging on me a little bit about it. And she apparently overheard that. And she kissed me right on the cheek. Yep. And, uh, you know, I went straight from six to midnight, um, or the opposite of that, actually. I, I, I went from being hard as a rock to immediately flaccid the moment a girl touched her lips to my cheek, because that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. I knew I had you cooties. scared, yeah. And I felt disgusting. Yeah. At that point, you don't have a cootie shot. <laughs> so, you know what, like, I, I never knew this, but like a lot of girls never knew what a cootie shot was. Really? Yeah. Is this a boy thing, completely a boy thing? Yeah, I remember thing? telling Sharon about it. She was like, what are you talking about? Oh. Because I always thought, like, okay, there should be, like, two big groups. Is it line, line, dot, dot, operation cootie shot, oh, or is it circle, circle, dot, dot? For me, it is line, line. Yeah, well, I think it's depending on, the like, the seriousness of it. Well, you want to hear this bullshit? Sarah thinks it's line, line, dot, dot, now you have the cootie shot. That's because she's a girl. Yeah, she was she's wrong. Yeah. She was yeah. giving everybody cooties, and then she was giving them fake cootie shots. Yeah, that's just... That's right up there with that one guy who's charging a lot for those Effie pins. Mm-hmm. She's horrible. But yeah, like I never knew that they didn't know what a cootie shot was. That's weird. So she just might not have known. It's, it's weird, the memories that get dredged yeah, up. Yeah. It's strange. And we, but still, like we said earlier, we didn't actually hang out directly in middle school, hardly at all. 
Because I think we were in the same class. We spent we spent a lot of time hanging out in high school. Even though they were all hanging out together, we are all kind of in different classes with one another. We were. But that's kind of what high school does. High school moves you around a little bit. But we had similar classes. And that's how I ended up hanging out with Casey and all those guys. Because we'd study for Mr. Swan's freaking biology tests. Those crazy freaking biology tests. And um, that was a hard class. It was. like Especially like Mr. Swan's class for a ninth grader. It's, it was very open to interpretation. You just needed this many points yes. and you could do as many of these projects as you wanted to, to get to those points. Yeah. Well, for me, you know, I was just going to do what he told me to exactly. do. Anything best that I wasn't going to. Yeah. I remember that also. That all was so challenging. Mr. Swan's class was lame. He had those white shoes. He'd walk around with this red pin in his mouth and then check like your dissected pig with this pin and then stick it back in his mouth. Like, he'd rummage around its cloaca. Yeah. with his pen and then he'd stick it back Gosh. in his mouth there was a speaking of that every day back in mr swan's class thomas roundtree he would like fall asleep after lunch mm-hmm. every day and he like sat on the edge like he like, he would, like prop his head up with his right hand and he would try to like look like he was paying attention but he would slowly fall asleep and his head would just like drift forward <laughs> so he'd put his his head head on his hand and then one day his like arm started to slip <laughs> we're just like you, you, you're like torn because you're like do you call him out and tell him yeah. but then get him in trouble because he's falling asleep in class or you just let it happen and i just remember just watching the arm just slowly drift over and then like i think i even, even just quit looking at it but then all of a sudden i just heard like sweat <laughs> and then thomas just like <laughs> sit up and immediately act like he's paying attention oh gosh yeah. yeah that's so funny the thing about high school that I remember more than anything else was you played guitar and Jake played guitar. Yeah. Do you remember, you know what, this might be the thing, Mr. Uh, Tatum's English class, that project he gave yeah. us where we made- Our video? My Joe Costa. Yeah. It's probably that? the cringiest thing to watch <laughs> oh, now. Man. But back then it was so awesome. It was awesome. All right, guys, we'll get back to the show in just a second. Now, I know it might seem a little bit weird for me to do an ad for my own podcast on my podcast, but I think there are a few things that I'd like to share with you guys that I haven't done a good job of expressing so far. First off, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. I'm so excited that there's so much interest and energy right now surrounding this podcast. And I hope that excitement means that you guys see the value in it. There's just not enough chances for us to have conversations like these. And I really just want to try to make my friends more accessible to each other. And that's where you come in. I've been trying to share this with people to the best of my ability, but I need help. I think there are a lot of people that we know who would really enjoy listening and who would really see the value of getting to reconnect with people that they used to really appreciate, but just grew apart from over time. So if you like what you're hearing and you think other people would too, please share the Facebook page share the Instagram, but most importantly, send links to the website and let people know that it exists. And I'll try my best to take care of the rest. At the end of the day, nobody's going to listen to a crappy podcast, so (laughs) I'm going to do my best to make sure that this isn't one. And if you're listening on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review if you have time. It actually really helps. It, It moves us to the higher up in the search queue when you search just friends you might have noticed there's quite a few just friends podcasts out there so the higher up we get in that list the better again 
I'm so grateful for all of you that are listening to this. And if there's a specific person that you'd like to hear on the show, let me know. I've been talking to a lot of old friends recently, so I won't take up any more of your time. I love you guys. Thank you all so much for listening. Let's get back to the show. That was that was when I started like being interested in playing music. Yeah. And I started playing guitar. Yeah. So, so I even remember the time that you you first started playing guitar. Uh we were hanging, I think it was at my house. You and Jake were over cuz Jake and I were going to the same guitar teacher. Yeah. And then we were trying to show you something that we learned and then you wanted us to show you how to do it. Yeah. And then I think from there, that's like you like when I got a guitar and everything. That's really it. Yeah. My dad had a guitar already. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. And I just started to figure like I was going to learn how to play it. That's why it took me so long to ever really get good because I didn't know. Back then, I didn't know how to get good at anything. I would play it and then I'd get frustrated and I'd put it down. And it took me years to really sit down and like dedicate myself to learning anything difficult or challenging. But it, it's one of those things when I think about the process of learning how to be good at anything, the first thing that I ever really applied that to is guitar. And it's a testament to how slow of a learner I am because I've been playing guitar now since I was like 16, so like half of my life, and I'm still not all that good at it. You know what I mean? But like there are some people who would look at me and be like, wow, you're a really good guitar player. And I'm just like, that's just because you don't know <laughs> yeah. how bad you actually yeah. are. <laughs> What's well, like the, the, the better you get at something, the more you learn you don't know. Yeah. And it, and it's like, uh, what was it? I had somebody ask me like, I think a year ago, like how long I've been playing. And I was like, oh, since, you know, eighth grade, mm-hmm. like, oh man, you must be really good. It's like, well, really, if you like added it up all together, it's probably like <laughs> one month of playing. You know? <laughs> Gosh, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stories from there. I remember I always, th- I always think it was funny because you were talking about comedy and wanting to do stand up. And I remember Jake and I thought we had like this amazing joke because yeah. every day in Miss Stevens class, she would have you act out something from, no wait, she would give you, oh, what was it? I can't remember what it was, but you would have to act out. It was either your journal entries or she would give you like vocab words or something. You'd have to act it out. Mm-hmm. And so one day Jacob and I thought we had like an awesome like joke. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And so the joke is that somebody gets pulled over. The cop walks up and says, have you been drinking tonight? Or no, he goes, are you intoxicated? No, the guy, the the cop pulls up and he goes, are you intoxicated? And the guy goes, intoxicated? I didn't know the beer was poisoned. (laughs) This is what the joke was, right? That's a good joke, Yeah, so so we wrote that. And we're like, oh man, it's hilarious, you know? So we decided to act it out. Yeah. And what probably happened was we... Everybody had went, and then she was like, does anybody else want to go? Yeah. Of course, Jake and I were like, yeah, we want to go. We want to go. We've got a really good one. So we asked people to get out of their seats so we could have more props. So people had to stand up. We pushed their desks over to make like a car, you know, in another car. And then, then Jake was the – I think Jake was the officer, and I was sitting there, and then Jake walked up. No, no, Jake, Jake was the person in there, and I walked up, and I was like, are you intoxicated? And then he goes – uh, I didn't know the beer was poisoned. 
and then nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nobody clapped. Nobody laughed. Nobody did anything. They're just all staring at us. And then Miss Stevens is even staring at us like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> so Jake and I just stood up, pushed the desk back, and then sat down. And then Miss Stevens was like, okay, let's go to the next <laughs> Glad that that is over. Yeah. It's good that that is over. Yeah. That's what high school is, man. It's just a bunch of experiences that either tell you that you're wrong and you need to change or you're right and this is going to work. And you're just trying to figure those things out as you go and just not screw it up along the way. And the thing that I think is definitely true for everybody, Jake seemed to feel this way, I definitely felt this way, was I was completely winging it and I pretty much did a shitty job of it. Um, I relate to you... When I think back to high school, people whom I feel like I relate with more is probably Casey and you, mostly because we were in advanced program classes and the people in advanced program classes were usually killing it when it came to grades. I was not killing it when it came to grades. And it was because I wasn't disciplined and I didn't have anybody holding me accountable. So... Like you were saying in Mr. Swan's class, the way that that class was structured is you had to get so many points. He was going to give you so many tests, but you couldn't get a passing grade just doing the tests he gave you. You had to do some of these random projects that he just had sitting out in the back. Who's And, and he wasn't going to tell you to do them. He was just he, he let you know you need to do these things. He wasn't going to tell you how to do them. And it was just like, I'd never been taught that way before. My favorite thing that I remember about high school that involves you is definitely AutoCAD class and Mr. Sewell's class, senior year. We did so much fun stuff in that class. We went to that TSA thing where we stayed in the hotel and we did all kinds of fun stuff there. It was Technology Students of America. Uh, That was so much fun. What did you compete in? It was me and Paul Ray. We we had to to make, uh, it was carpentry. Yeah. We had to build a doghouse out of plywood. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what it was. How'd that turn out? Well, Paul and I both decided that we had no clue what we were doing yeah. as soon as it started. And everyone else like finished theirs really quick. And then Paul and I just like got ours cut <laughs> out. Because we didn't have that at PRP to like no. practice that. No, and I don't think any of us thought that that would be an actual thing that would go on. And so you had all these other schools from like around the state who I think were more rural. So they okay. probably had a wood shop. And so we get there and we're like, we're overanalyzing it. We're like, oh, if we mark it out this way, we can cut it all in this way. And the other kids were just like cutting, cutting shit out and they were getting it done quick. And I remember vividly, like we had just gotten stuff cut out, not even like getting to like hammering stuff home and somebody finished theirs. And we're looking around and everybody has like theirs and ours is just like some like crudely put together box. That's kind of how I felt. I loved our teacher, but he was not super involved with actually teaching us how to do the stuff. Yeah. Um, so I competed in the AutoCAD portion of it and I did some 3d solid modeling and inventor and my did not turn out that good. Um, I also had to take this test, but it wasn't about the competition. It was about getting to hang out in the hotel with all your friends unsupervised. I mean, we were relatively unsupervised. We were swimming. There weren't any teachers around. We were doing pretty much, but that was our, those were so much fun. But the most fun thing about Sewell's class was all of his computers were on a network and they were we would have the biggest uh it was command and conquer generals gosh we would play command and conquer that's what we did every day seventh period it got to the point where me you and hugh lee 
we'd stay after school for hours so and like play. seven o'clock at night yes the janitors knew us yeah and they were like oh i guess those nerds are gonna stay here till <laughs> seven <laughs> and then uh yeah i remember gosh i remember we would play it i think i i can't remember how it got brought up i think we found it on the computer and it was a game that ben edwards and i had already played before and what happened was we'd started playing it. And I remember we played it so much that I went out and bought it and had it. Yeah. And had it at home and I played it online once and I got smashed. And so what happened was it was like pre David getting smashed online and post David getting smashed online is that I learned how to like build the biggest army the quickest. And then I feel like I brought it to PRP and everybody in that class learned how to do it. And so then we would have like big, huge, like four on fours with even like Mr. Sewell playing. Yeah. Sewell would play with us. And I remember him stopping because he was dominating us for a little while. Yeah. And then eventually we got to beat him. So he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to play with them anymore if they're always going to be able to beat them. But we got good. I would have nukes. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. It was such a fun game. We would do like one person's like in charge of special weapons, one person in charge of just. Well, that's what me, you, and Hugh would do. We would team up us three. Um, we'd have different so the 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 thing behind the game is basically you choose a country to represent and each different country has different um abilities so like in Ch- if you're china you different can just you can create a huge army of individuals if you're america you got nukes i think if you're russia you had like really nice tanks and so we would combine me you and hugh and we'd fight bots on the hardest level four hard bots yeah. four hard bots against the three of us and we would destroy yeah we got really good at that game it was super fun we'd have like uh air force and everything i remember like the they had the igla which igla which was like the terrorists and they'd be like we need shoes yeah. <laughs> it, was it was a little bit yeah. racist wasn't yeah. it well it was you know the game itself i think was like 2003 yeah so it was before all that the, the ch- culture has changed significantly oh, yeah, since definitely. then yeah yeah, I remember that. Um, I remember Hugh Lee would like crawl underneath the desk because he would we, would. we would still play four people, and he would like control two different. Yeah, <laughs> at once because he's so fast. Did you have Miss Issing? Oh yeah, I definitely had Miss Issing. I remember uh, us catching the garbage can on fire in there. Uh, she had left. She went to go like run papers upstairs because she was on the first floor, and she had like a battery charger with the metal rod in between. She would show like uh, currents and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. experiments well we put paper in it and then turned it on and it caught on fire and so we were like oh she's gonna get mad so we like like stomped it out and then threw it in the trash can mm-hmm. but we were all facing away from the trash can i remember just uh lindsey cahill looking towards the trash can and she was like usually asleep during that class <laughs> period was, like second or third period and i remember she just like lifts her head up and, like looks around she goes um, guys, the trash can's on fire. And then just puts her <laughs> head back down. And we turn around, there's just smoke billowing out of this trash can. Yeah, that's so immediately like run it outside the building and like dump everything out and stomp it. Well, then Miss Issing comes in and she's like, who caught the trash can on fire? She immediately knew it was us. I wasn't in your all's physics class. Okay. I was in a different physics class. But I remember Miss Issing and she was, she's amazing. Yeah. I still talk to her sometimes because, you know, we do the same job now, sort of. Lindsay Cahill, I talked to her today. She'll probably, hopefully, she'll listen to this podcast. Shout out to Lindsay. Uh, I used to have a big crush on Lindsay. I took her to Ring Dance. Funny story about that. She had just gotten out of a relationship with Jake, our very close friend Jake. And Lindsay and I were were really good friends at the time. I had a huge crush on her, but I don't think she knew that. Or if she did, she just didn't feel the same way. So it was fine. 
But uh, I took Jake, I took her to, to ring dance and then Jake just hung out with us after ring dance. And there was like this really awkward, like triangle of like att- <laughs> affection for Lindsay. So once again, shout out to you, Lindsay, for uh, handling that situation with grace, because I'm just glad I, I'm glad I'm a boy really. And don't have to deal with that. Oh yeah. Never once in my life have I ever gotten unwanted attention from the opposite sex. There you go. Well, that's actually, that's <laughs> actually probably not true, but I won't tell that story. Yeah. Then after high school, what did you do after high school? I went to JCC. Went to JCC. Yeah. That's definitely where we rekindled. Yeah, that's where it is. That is. It's perfect. I didn't even realize it's that. Like, um, that's when, when did you go to JCC? Was that to the first year or, the, or was it the second semester? I went to U of L for an entire year. Okay, yeah. So it was like that next year. And then the next year in the fall, I started at JCC. Okay. And we had that. Uh, history yeah, class together. Oh, and the history class. Oh gosh. Yeah. The, oh yeah, we did. We had the and we had the sociology class together too. Yeah, remember? We, we had a lot of classes. Yeah. The well. So what's funny about that first year was Casey, <laughs> because like Casey, Casey stopped going to school, which is fine. Like yeah, no, yeah. not everyone needs to go to school. Well, first semester Casey went to Murray. Yeah, that's right. And then he came home. So we were all three ended up at JCC that second year together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what it was. And I remember it was hilarious because like. Casey who decided he wasn't going to go back to school anymore. And, but he didn't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that's what it was. It was the second semester when I had English 102. We, like the English teacher would do the last two weeks of class. You had to meet with them every class period or you would sign up for it and you would talk about a paper, final paper, and then you would turn it in. And I remember him like, the sec the the very last like meeting we were supposed to have, he was like, "Have you seen Casey?" And I was like, "Yeah, I see him all the time. You know, we hang out." <laughs> he goes, "Well, he hasn't turned the last paper in. It's all literally all he needs to turn in to pass this." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll go tell him." And I went to Casey. He's like, "Look, Mr. Johnson said literally turn anything in that looks like a paper. It doesn't even have to have as many words as that. It just has to have your name on it and whatever, and you'll pass. Mm-hmm. He just needs you to turn it in by this date." And he's like, "Sure, yeah, I'll email." It <laughs> then I could talk to Casey. I was like. Did you ever turn that in? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I think Casey would own up to that now. Yeah. His podcast comes out next Sunday and he talks a lot about how he's grown since those times. But though, I mean, that's how, that's how I was too. That's why oh, I yeah. said I could relate to you and Casey a lot because I was just winging it. I didn't know how to be successful. Yeah. You and I had that history class with that extremely strange professor she gave you more attention, I think, regularly than you would have appreciated. It happens a lot in college classes where people, I think it's like you're so used to being taught and not having that engagement of like, because I think in like high school and like everything, the teacher's just trying to get the content out there mm-hmm. and people are usually talking. So they're just like telling you to shut up and just listen. Mm-hmm. When you get to college, it's like, okay. It's like they want you to engage, especially in a community college where there's only 30 people. They want you to participate. Well, usually what happens is a professor will be like, you know, what do you guys think about this? After like so many seconds, they'll be like, okay, well, nobody's going to answer. I'll just move on. Well, that one history teacher, she would literally just sit down and wait till somebody answered. The problem was she would sit down in front of me. And I was so close to her when she, she's like, cause there was that, always that empty desk in front of me. I remember her sitting on your desk one time. That, that might've s- been it. Yeah. <laughs> that might, actually, that might've been it. I think she sat on the desk yeah, that, that you been it. were sitting at. Yeah. Cause I remember, yeah, 
It was either she was in front of me or whatever. She was extremely close to me. She was very close to where to it was you. very comfortable. I would have to like crane my head all the way back and look to look up at her mm-hmm. being right there. So mostly what I was looking at was either her crotch yeah. or her just like her like chest or just body in general, which is very awkward. Yes. So I would either just like look down at my paper or look generally around, not looking at her. <laughs> and nobody would answer because no. like nobody probably studied. Yeah, nobody had the answers. Yeah, problem. yeah that's what it because she was also teaching. She was she's wanting to know why you thought. Yeah. And I remember one day she was like, why do, why did the American revolutionary soldiers wear like a variety of different uniforms and nobody's answering. Right. And so I'm just like, okay, I don't want your crotch in my face anymore. So I'm just going to throw something out there. And I thought it was actually like, could have been right. I was like, is it because they just kind of had the uniforms that they had, you know, like they were all like French and Indian war, like all these wars. That's actually what I would have assumed. So that's what I said. I thought it was right. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> and not only, not only did she just not lecture the class on it, she lectured me on why I was wrong. I remember. So not only, and then on top of that, she still didn't move from her seat on top of my desk. So she's insanely close. You got a private lesson. Just talking Dave. to me, private lesson. And I remember <laughs> just like slowly turning my head back towards you and just being like, do something, please. I wanted to, Dave. Yeah, I didn't is. know what to do. If it means anything to you, I remember that so vividly because I was, I can't, I can't imagine that I was as uncomfortable as you, but I was very uncomfortable for you. (laughs) That like codependent thing where I just was like feeling all of the embarrassment that you were feeling. It it was bad. I'm sorry that happened to you. I know. It was a defining moment. But we, we were not responsible in that class. We went, which was good. But we'd have tests in there, and we'd be like, hey, man, you want to get there early on the day before test the test? Test is 11 o'clock. Let's get there at 10. Yeah. Or we say get there at 9. Yeah. We both show up at 1030. We'd talk. We'd be like, you ready for this test? Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was just a testament to how irresponsible I was during that time. The, the sociology teacher. Yeah. Do you remember her? Yeah, she hated men. Yes, she, she did. white men. She hated Americans. I think she did it. So I think after the first test, we both took the first test, did all right. And then we realized that what she wanted was for us to say that we both hated white men mm-hmm. and both hated America. She was just trying to get us to think. I think she appreciated you and I in that class because let's face it, some of the people in those classes are there because they're being forced to be there. And some of them are just there because they think it's what's supposed to come next. So not everybody is is ready to give you an informed opinion. So she would ask questions and, and we could give answers and maybe she disagreed. And, and you know what? Honestly, I don't remember what my point of view back then was, but I probably would disagree with it now. Yeah. But we would participate and I remember her being annoyed with us. Yeah. Kind of right. Cause we would kind of play on it too. I would, you know, what are we you would like? Do? We would we would like answer backhandedly. We should be ashamed of ourselves, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Personal growth, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It is. But I remember speaking of like the whole man thing. I remember I signed, I needed one more sociology class. And so I signed, I think it was a Jane Peters. Was that her name? Oh yeah. That was anthropology. She was amazing. So she had a one open up and it was, she, or she had a choice between two. And I remember one was food and culture and the other one was like, uh, generic gender studies. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I do food and culture. And I was like, I'll do generic gender, gender studies. So I went to the first class. Well, it ended up being like a 56 minute conversation about why men are horrible. And it was only me and another guy in the class. <laughs> I was in the back. He was in the front. And I remember like everybody's just like, 
going on about how much they hate their boyfriend, their husband, the guys that have wronged them, how they like, went through a breakup, all this other stuff. And they would say stuff, but then they would immediately turn around and look at whatever guy was closest, me or that one guy. Eventually, this guy just turns around and like, looks at me and is like, what do we do? And I was like, I don't know, man. I just like gave him the shrug, you know, like we just have to survive it, you know. Is that what y'all did? Did you stay in the class the whole no, year? No, I switched immediately. Like, the <laughs> I was like, fuck this. I, I'm not dealing with this. Hey, guys. We'll get back to Just Friends here in just a second. But first, I want to take this opportunity to introduce to you a great new service that I've just been introduced to. You've probably noticed all of the changes that have been happening recently over here at Just Friends. Many of those changes are a direct result of the consultations I've been doing with GetToTheVan.com. GetToTheVan.com is a digital marketing company whose philosophy is strategy. If you have a small business but haven't had success marketing on social media, you need GetToTheVan.com. If you want to create a website for your product or you have one and just wish it could be a little bit better, you need GetToTheVan.com. The guys and gals over at GetToTheVan.com are experts at social media marketing, graphic design, and web design. And they have all the knowledge you will need to create for you a strategically and beautifully designed website with custom graphics and logo that will take your small business to the next level. If you have problems with creativity and marketing ideas, logos, or website ideas, GetToTheVan.com has the solution. Any idea, any product, any service, whatever your message, GetToTheVan.com can help you spread that message. My interactions with GetToTheVan.com have been only positive. They have a lot of really great knowledge and they can help you just like they've helped me. So if you haven't already, reach out to GetToTheVan.com. That's GetToTheVan.com and they can help you take your small business to that next level. They can help you promote yourself on social media. The next thing you know, you'll have a brand new beautiful website and uh, you won't even believe how easy it is to do. So so check out GetToTheVan.com. I know you'll have a great experience there. I did. It was wonderful. GetToTheVan.com. Build something amazing with GetToTheVan.com, your small business and website design solution. All right, guys, and uh, that's it for this message. Let's get back to the show. But you know what? JCC, I, I had great experiences there. Did you have Judy Monroe Layton? Yes. I've never cared more about history than I know. her class. She was so compelling. I remember she talked like she was from the 1920s. Darling. She would say things yeah, like this. Yeah. She would be like, oh, yes, darling, let me tell you. And she would talk about, she taught American history from 1864 to the present. And she would talk about John D. Rockefeller like they were old fucking friends, like they'd been hanging out. And she would just have notes and she'd have slides. Like she had like an old school, like transparency. And she'd show us pictures and she'd talk and she would just lecture. But also, she was really engaging the way that she presented it. I felt like I was watching a documentary on like the History Channel or something like that. Because she was just the way she would read it. It was like, yes. Exactly. It was like a story. And she was, you could tell she was super interested in it. And that's what was really interesting. And then there was also, and you mentioned her earlier, what was her name? The anthropology teacher. I think Jane Peterson. Jay, Jane Peterson yeah. was her name. Or Jane Peters. Yeah. Dude, her class was great. Oh, it was so good, yeah. Her anthropology, her intro to anthropology class was so good. I feel so lucky that I was able to have those classes. Yeah. And, you know, people talk so much shit about JCC. Oh, yeah, but it's so good. It was good. Though, now, 
there were a lot of there were a lot of great teachers. That's why I think like the the really good professors that the reason why they just loved it so much that yeah. they would they would teach in that setting, yeah. and they didn't matter because they just wanted to teach people about. Like I had a really good um, his last name was Daniels. He was a really good biology teacher there, and I remember just like I was I was amazed at how because that was the first time I really had biology because I because I didn't pay attention at all in Mister yeah. Swan's class. I had an amazing philosophy professor there. And he took a really interesting perspective and he was like, I'm going to teach this class. There are these things that I have to teach, but you're not going to be tested on any of this stuff. Instead, you're going to do a project where first week or so we picked something we were interested in. I picked music and then he expounded upon that and he was like, pick something very specific about it. And I said, music composition. I was like, I'm not good at writing music. I've never been able to write music. I'd, I'd like to learn more about writing music. And that was the context. And then he was like, okay, well, now you've got to make a connection between the subject that you've taught or that you've chosen and the content that I'm teaching. And so I chose to do a project about how music affects emotion because emotion is a philosophical concept. Yeah. And that was what I was graded on in that class was just like my project on that thing I was interested in. It was a lot of student choice. And he spent a lot of time talking about Aristotle and all the classic philosophy and stuff like that. But we were not graded on our understanding of that at all. We were graded on how we could apply the concepts that those people were talking about to our project. And it was really, really interesting. But I had a lot of great teachers at JCC. And I think it's exactly what you're talking about. Because what I was also introduced to there was I had a lot of really terrible classmates. My classmates would suck. I remember specifically in Jane Peters class, there was a young man in this class and his girlfriend and they were a hot mess. They were constantly fighting, lots of drama. Um, I remember them specifically being from a very specific place, but I'm not going to mention it cause I ain't trying to make this like racial or anything like that. Um, but I think it might have been cultural the way that they were interacting with each other. And so that might have been part of the reason why it seemed so, um, I guess, just inappropriate for the classroom setting. And I'm not sure if they they understood how inappropriate it was. But they would fight constantly in class. They would oh always be fighting. And there would be so much drama because they were in there together. But it culminated in him coming to school one day unable to talk anymore and he had all these stitches in his nose he had this crazy gash in his nose and he had gotten into an altercation because of his girlfriend at a bar the previous night before and someone had stabbed him in the face oh crap he he had been stabbed in the face (laughs) hey props though because he still went to class (laughs) he he stopped coming eventually But I just, I'll never forget that because I was thinking there's been times in when I kind of wanted to stab him in the face, if it would mean he was going to shut up. He was also one of those guys who like always had, well, no, it wasn't so much that it was, he always had something to say and never was it a meaningful contribution to the conversation. It was always just his opinion. It was almost always contrary. Um, he was, he was not a super likable guy, but he ended up getting stabbed in the face. So. That's what happens to not super likable guys. Yeah, man. There was there's one story. Uh, I think it's the time that I made that I I drove a professor to like the point. Oh really? Yeah, it was an online class, and it was I remember it was like one of the first semesters I decided I was going to take like a really big like like 
class load, yeah. your schedule. And I remember it was uh, World War II, like history, like between 1939 and 1945. And it was like mainly focused on like Germany. And um, I forget what else I was taking. It was like, I just switched like majors again. And like, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like starting to take like all these other classes. So I could catch up like a lot of inter- introductory classes. And I just wasn't focused on this online class. I forgot about it. We also had like weird things where... It was the first time I had like an online class with like discussions that you had to keep up with and I'd forget about those frequently. Um, so like I was losing points there cause they were like 10 points each. Yeah. And then he like, he had like two major tests that were worth a lot of your grade. I think like 80% of your grade were these two tests. So 40 points or whatever each. And I remember, um, it was really weird because most people would give you a test and the test was due at 11.59 p.m., so basically the end of the day. But his was due at 11.59 a.m. Weird. And I didn't know it. <laughs> so at like 1 o'clock that day, I'm taking this test, yeah. and um, I go to put it in, and he like wouldn't accept late work, and it was like, you cannot submit, it's past due. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So I like, immediately like, email him. This is like 1.30-ish. Oh, I'm emailing him this. All right. So for a few days, I don't hear anything. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, fuck, I just failed like my first college class because I'm like not going to have like, like how many points on this test. And randomly, we get this new uh, professor assigned to the, to the class. And it's like um, due to unforeseen circumstances, we uh, I, I, like I'm taking over this class. I'm the head of this department, but I can't get into these files. So I have no recollection of who took the test, who didn't take the test with the gun on test. So you have until this date to take the test. So I'm like me like, yeah, like, all right, cool. It worked out, you know? And then it was like, and I also can't get into these discussion boards. So from now on, <laughs> so from now on, they're all extra credit. Nice. So I'm like, sweet. So I immediately like made up for everything that I didn't do, you know? And then I got like, and I was like, man, should I feel like, be feeling good about this, you know? Cause like, what if he died, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is like after I took the test, of course, and re- resubmitted it. And so I look it up and he, about one thirty, so about the same time that I sent that email, yeah. he just decided to walk out of his office into the lobby of the school and then just flash all these girls. Yeah. His genitals. Yeah. <gasps> and then I, of course got fired and like criminally charged. What in the world? Yeah. But there's about the same time that I sent the email, like you, you caused that so man to I commit just, <laughs> sexual assault. So I think I was such a bad student. You are semi. You should be in jail right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's it for part one of Dave Vantelberg. Uh, it was <laughs> it was really fun to get to reminisce with Dave. I hadn't thought about some of those experiences in years. Tune in next week for part two, where we finish up our conversation. It's got a pretty strong finish, if you ask me. As always, if you're interested in being on Just Friends, please let me know. I'd be so happy to have you. Another thing that seems to be happening, we've had people make requests. If you've got a request for someone that you haven't talked to in a while and you'd love to hear from them or just be able to catch up with what's going on in their lives, let me know. I'll try to reach out to them and see if I can't set something up. 
There's also a few other big changes taking place over here at Just Friends that we'll talk about next week. For those of us who need a little bit of moral support before we step up in front of a microphone and talk to potentially the entire internet. (laughs) So yeah, so if you want to be on the show, please reach out to me. I'd love to have you. I'm excited to have the conversations that I'm going to get to have in the next few weeks. And I'm excited to share those conversations with you. So I love you guys. I hope you have a fantastic day. Bye.